speaker has been recorded at an online meeting of Addictive Eaters Anonymous. You can email us at contact at aeainfo.org. Thank you for the opportunity to um, share a little bit more of my story um, as part of being able to keep the gift of sobriety um, I need to share my experience with others and so to have an opportunity to do that is really great um, when I was a child I loved food and um, ate as much as I could whenever I could and um, I was when I got into trouble as a child, quite often it was around food, um, trying to get more and being sneaky around food and stealing food and taking the biggest and taking the last one and eating when I wasn't supposed to be eating and doing all of those types of things. Um, but it never stopped me. I Especially if it was something that I really liked, I would just... Um, do the same things over again, thinking, I don't know, probably not thinking. Um, and then as I got into my teenage years, I decided that I was too big. I thought I was too fat. And um, so I stopped having lunch and started exercising at lunchtime and then um, stopped having breakfast and then um, tried to stop having the evening meal as well but I got quite thin and people started worrying about me my family started watching everything that I was eating and so I couldn't get away with not eating the evening meal but what I did start doing was I started um, sneaking laxatives taking laxatives try and get rid of the food that I was eating then um, eventually I started smoking cigarettes try and put off eating and I thought that it would make me thin and um, so I was exercising and smoking cigarettes and taking laxatives and trying to starve which sounds a bit funny for somebody who's an addictive eater but I do what I've come to learn is that having this disease of addiction with food it's not just about being overweight it's also the same obsession um, with being underweight and so I've had both of those experiences and so my starving time was around from teenage years into early adulthood um, and eventually I started using alcohol as well. And then I started taking drugs as well. And um, I, um, I, did, I always thought that it was just a phase that I would grow out of it, that I was just um, having fun. And I just wanted to be really thin and really beautiful and have everybody like me and um, I couldn't keep the starving up 
and eventually I, um, especially after I'd been drinking, we taking drugs, I'd go on these massive binges and I'd just eat huge amounts of food, which I hadn't really done before. And I'd get so scared I was going to get so fat. And um, I started vomiting. And so then that started the pattern of every time I ate, I vomited. And that carried on um, well into my adult years. Um, but eventually along the way, I went to the doctor and I told the doctor about what I was doing with the vomiting because I wanted to get the speed pills. I loved those things and I just took drugs recreationally in the weekend with my friends and I wanted to, I wanted to get a regular supply for myself because when I took those, um, it was the first time that I felt like I didn't actually want to eat because even though I was doing all that starving, I wanted to eat all the time and I was so ashamed of that. And when I did eat, I would just eat massive amounts of food and then I would try and starve as long as possible and then I'd do that again. And um, so, but when I took these pills, they just made me feel like I didn't want to eat. So I wasn't, I, I wasn't overweight at that time, so I didn't know how I was going to get the pills. So I told the doctor about all the vomiting I was doing and I thought she'd feel sorry for me and think that it was better for me to, um, to have the pills than to be vomiting. But she didn't give me those pills. She offered me Prozac and she suggested a 12-step fellowship. And that's when I first heard about a 12-step fellowship for food, people's food problems. And I came along, um, but it was just all so scary. I'd never wanted to do anything in groups. I, I didn't like any kind of group things. I didn't like speaking in groups. And so when I went along, I just couldn't handle it. It was too scary. I thought everybody looked funny. They had funny clothes on. And I don't remember anything that anybody said. I just felt like I didn't belong then. I felt really uncomfortable. So I didn't go back again for about six years. And in that time, of course, things got worse. And um, so when I went back into um, another meeting, um, by that stage, I was actually doing a treatment for alcohol dependency. And as part of that, they said, if there's anything that could lead you back to drinking, you should address it while you're here. And for me, I knew it was the food. It had always been my dirty, dark secret, the fact that I wanted to eat all the time and that I was a binger and a vomiter. And um, so I started going back to meetings at that time and I've been coming along ever since. And um, when I started going to meetings at that time, I thought that I was ready to go to any lengths to get well. I thought that I had reached my rock bottom and that... Um, this was my new beginning. Um, but what actually proved to be the case was that I was actually nowhere near being ready to surrender and give up the food. Around that time, I did actually stop using alcohol and drugs. I was still smoking cigarettes and still drinking coffee and exercising and eating and when I came into the fellowship 
um, my food, my eating actually got a lot worse. And I actually became the most overweight after I was coming to meetings. And in hindsight, it's a little bit clearer than what it was like at the time. But I remember a lot of thinking around, well, I know there's a solution. I'm going to do that tomorrow. But right now I'm going to eat all the things that I would never let myself eat because I had all these rules, so many rules around eating. And um, I didn't, I, I wanted to try all these things. So on the one hand, I was desperately wanting to do what everybody else was doing. I wanted to be good. I wanted people to like me. I wanted to fit in. I wanted to get well. Um, I wanted to be successful in the fellowship like so many people I could see and but on the other side I wanted I, did, I didn't want to give up the food I wanted to keep on eating I just wanted to be thin and the want to eat was stronger than the want to get well and so I was coming along to meetings trying to do what trying to do what I thought was the right thing but then after the meetings I'll go I'll just buy all this food or binge on my food plan food or and I was still vomiting and I was still exercising and that went on for quite a long time but it was so wonderful because people in the fellowship were very kind to me I was sitting in meetings, I would have been reeking of cigarette smoke and nobody ever complained. Nobody said, you don't belong here. I don't want to sit next to you or, you know, why are you coming or anything like that. I was mad as anything. But people just kept saying to me, keep coming back, keep coming back. And I wanted to be there because... I found life really scary and I couldn't seem to make a go of anything. When I came into the fellowship, I had 23 jobs and um, I could never stick at things. I wasn't good at anything. Um, I couldn't stick at relationships. Everything was really scary. Um, and so when I came here, that second time after after all those years when I came back to the fellowship. I remember I'd been in, I'd been going to another 12-step fellowship for about a year and they said you should get a sponsor, someone to take you through the steps. And I was looking around, looking around, couldn't find a sponsor, couldn't find a sponsor. I just felt like it just was, I don't know, it just didn't seem right. And I come into the, my first meeting in the food fellowship and I thought oh my gosh here's all the sponsors there's a whole room full of sponsors it just felt like I fitted in and I felt like I was at home there and um, eventually after a long time of continuing to eat and it getting worse um, my, uh, my sponsor had been saying to me Maybe you're one of those people who's going to have to give up everything. Addiction swaps from substance to substance. And if you want to get well, everything's going to have to go down eventually. Maybe you'd be better off just having one lot of pain, put everything down. The cigarettes, the food, exercise, the whole lot. But I was too scared. 
especially I could, I was scared of giving up the cigarettes. But eventually the acceptance came. I was able to ring my sponsor and ask her if she would help me. I realised that she was right. I was, go I was not going to get well if, unless I was prepared to give up everything, including the cigarettes. Once that acceptance came, I was able to ask my sponsor to help me. And she said yes. I was able to stick to a food plan and not smoke cigarettes since that time. And um, it was just through the eating and everything just getting worse. And I guess I don't really understand how that willingness came. I'm just so grateful that it did come. And I didn't even know if it was real for a long time. But I haven't had to eat off my food plan for quite a number of years now. So something's working. And I believe that's God doing for me what I can't do for myself. Um, and if it wasn't for that, I would still be eating right now because I'm basically the same person trying to live the spiritual way of life. I'm trying to work the steps, but I'm not very good at it. And so it's not because I'm a really good person that I've been given this gift of sobriety. I don't know why I've been given it, but I'm very grateful for it. And um, I still keep on coming to meetings. Um, I still see people getting well and I just love what I see. I love, I love the surrender. I love seeing the changes in people and the hope that I get. Um, once I was able to put down the, put, once I was able to stick to a food plan and not have to smoke cigarettes and not have to crazy exercise, then I focus on working the steps with my sponsor. I'd already done the fourth and fifth step a few times, um, but, you know, did them again and, you know, handed my life and my will over steps one, two and three in the morning and um, made the list of people that I needed to make amends to and made those amends and had regular contact with my sponsor and trying to clean up the wreckage of my past as I went along in the 10th step and trying to help other people um you know carry the message as much as I could in the 12th step and um yeah um I think the steps that I found the hardest are step six and seven um and step six it said this is a step that separates the men from the boys and I I, I see why they why they say that because it's about being willing to give up a defects of character and asking God to remove them. And I find that um, the second half of the first step, it says that our lives are unmanageable. And, and how, that, how I relate to that these days is more in my relationships with people, how I get on with people in my life because basically I have a really good life now. You know, I'm not obsessed with food from when I wake up in the morning. Um, just have my three meals a day and I don't think about food in between times. It's absolutely amazing. I was obsessed with thinking about food constantly, whether I was eating it or not. But all of that's gone. I just have my meals and get on with my life. I'm not obsessed with cigarette smoking or drinking or any of those things. It's all gone. 
I go to work. I've been in my job for 10 years. Um, it's a good job. I enjoy it. And when I finish my work, I don't think about it. I don't have to carry my work around with me. And then I can come to meetings and, um, you know, I've got a beautiful home, my lovely husband. We've got a great family. So, you know, all wonderful things in my life. And I think things that I have difficulty with are in my own person getting in the way of that good life. Like, for example, I, I can have, I, I have tantrums like a two-year-old, even though I'm a lot older than two. And um, when I was living on my own, of course, nobody knew about my two-year-old tantrums. And I didn't sort of think to tell Tony about that when we were courting, <laughs> that that might be a problem. Because I, I suppose I just didn't even think much about it. I'd just be like, oh, gosh, you're so silly. What if people saw you acting like such an idiot, you know, kicking the door? But, of course, now, um, you know, I share my life with somebody else. And I'm not that good at sharing, but I'm learning. I'm learning to get better at it. And, you know, I have these, you know, two-year-old tantrums and, and it's not good. And um, so the sixth and seventh step, you know, asked me to be willing to let go of my defects of character and, you know, anger and self-pity and resentment and having everything my own way and all of that type of thing. And so it's at those times where I need to be willing to do something different. And sometimes I want to get angry because I'm going to get my own way or... Um, you know, I think that somehow it's going to work for me. But this program is all about a purpose that's bigger than just myself, about being of use, you know, to other people, to God and other people. And it's not all about me. So those types of things, I've been slow learning a new way of life. But my sponsor assures me I'm much better than I used to be. <laughs> and so I'm going with that. <laughs> and um, I'm grateful to hear that. <laughs> because sometimes when you're in it, it's hard to be clear and it's hard to see where you're at. And, you know, I can be the best of the best or the worst of the worst. So it's good to just try and, you know, be honest about where I'm at and what's going on as much as I can. And, you know, be willing to hear the solution and try and do something different. And the one thing that I love so much about this program is that every day is a new day where I can start again. And every minute of every day, in actual fact, is a time when you can start again. You know, there's no failures. You can just like get on your knees, pray, ask God for help, and then just start the day again and make the amends, you know, when I've stuffed up and then um, not dwell on the problem, but try and focus on the solution. See, all of these lovely, positive ways of thinking, I didn't have any of that before I came here. These are all things that I've learned since coming along um, to this program. So I've been given so much more than just not binging and vomiting, just so much more. And um, yeah, I'm just very grateful. Oh, I probably think I might just leave it there. Thanks. Thanks very much. 
Oh, thank you so 